My motivation for getting up every day, my number one motivation is the character refinement in me. Well, g'day guys, and welcome back to the podcast. You know, this one's gonna be a bit of a rant. Um, a heartfelt rant, um, you know, about something that I'm seeing, about something that's concerning, but not only to point out the problems, like what can we actually do about it to get a better result? Um, I may get a little bit preachy up in here, and, uh, and for that you'll have to forgive me. But if you want a title for this episode, it will be Foundations Over Facades. And I want to draw an analogy between the way we conduct ourselves as entrepreneurs and buildings. See, we celebrate facades. We look at a beautiful building and we, you know, look at the architecture and the, and the windows and the design, and it's amazing. But we never celebrate the foundations. We don't look at the work that went in below the ground to be able to build an infrastructure, to put a beautiful building on, to build great facades. And of course, you know what happens when we don't build great foundations, you end up with a building like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which is humorous and everybody wants a photo with it, but all for the wrong reason. You know, if I draw an analogy between that and, and, and Christians in business and kingdom entrepreneurs, we celebrate the external, we celebrate the stuff, we celebrate the facades, and yet the kingdom that we're part of is not of this world and God's ways are higher than our ways and we're warned not to follow the patterns of this world. And so this is, I guess, uh, a warning, um, you know, uh, 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 a thought bubble, a concern of mine that even in kingdom entrepreneurship, even for Christians in business, I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of worshipping facades and there's not worshipping foundations in the Lord. There's a lot of people celebrating the external and we're not really celebrating the foundations, which if done right, will give you all the facades that you want. You know, uh, the scripture clearly says, seek first the kingdom of God. It doesn't leave it there. It says, and then all things will be added unto you. It's a motivation difference. It's a focus difference. It's an allegiance difference. And yet that's not what I'm seeing from a large portion of Christians in business, not only here in Australia, but around the world. You know, in a worldly sense, which is an extreme version you know, it's, it's, it's almost gross, right? It's, it's who's got the biggest house, who can spend the most money on a house. It's, you know, it's not only who has the nicest car these days, it's who's got the largest garage of nice cars. And if you've only got three supercars now, you're a bit of a pauper, right? And, you know, but, but it's not only, you know, it's, it, it's the watches, it's the cars, it's the houses for the people of this world. But it's worse than that. It's, it's staging a photo opportunity with a rapper or a, you know, some, some, some A-list celebrity or a, you know, or a political hero. It's, it's, it's the association and the friend group that they need to be in so that they can say that they are, right? And we would look at all of that and we go, well, of course, that's, that's not the way we are asked to conduct ourselves as kingdom entrepreneurs. And so, so there's that group, but there's this, there's this other group, because I think as Christians, we do a, a much tamer version of a similar kind of approach. 
Now, sure, it's not it's not who's got the biggest range of you know Patek Philippe watches, right? It's not who's got the biggest island or who's got the most tigers in their back bedroom. It's more subtle than that. It's still photo opportunities with the super apostles that Paul warned about. It's being seen at the latest events in some cases. Um, now remember, going to the events is not the problem, but if you get something from being seen there, that's a problem, right? There's a lot of kingdom entrepreneurs and Christians in business that I'm talking to who are still trying to shortcut the journey, right? Which, which is a worldly approach in a sense. You know, they want to start a business and, and have it all together in five years, which is ludicrous, right? Because no great business has ever done that. Um, you know, they're still crying out for wealth, and yet Proverbs tells us to cry out for wisdom and understanding. It doesn't say cry out for wealth, right? It says cry out for wisdom and understanding. Why? Because that's what will change you so that God can put you in a position to apply favor to get you the wealth. All right? So, so in a sense, even though it's not as gross as all the things of this world has to offer, we can still get caught chasing almost Christian facades, the things that we have become okay with instead of actually chasing the foundations. And it's a problem. It's a problem because when I read scripture, not only the business people, right, the business people of today that we would put up on a pedestal, if you ask every single one of them, because I do, that's what my podcast is for, every single one of them paid a massive price of laying down their life and they took 10, 20, 30, 40 years to get to a position that we would celebrate them today because they decided to focus on foundations and not facades. Right, so... So it's just this burning thing that's inside of me that actually says, if you want to do great things in the kingdom, and I'm reading about you know, the, the men and women that we would celebrate in scripture, but the modern ones today as well, and drawing you know, the similarities, actually, if you want to have great facades, you've got to build foundations. Another way to say it is, you have to go down to go up. It's the people in scripture that laid it down that God was able to raise up. It's the people in scripture that decided to build depth in their walk with the Lord that the Lord was able to apply favor on and make them prominent. And that's not the approach that many people are taking today. They're trying to skip right straight to facades, straight to being put up on a pedestal. And in the kingdom of God, it's not God's way. It is a long journey of going down and building deep roots. And then at God's appointed time, he will raise you up. Now, I didn't say that there'll be no fruit on your life. You know, it's constantly, I didn't say that. I didn't say there'll be no wealth built. I didn't say that you, you know, you won't prosper in the journey. But at some point, well, at some point, if you chase foundations enough, the Lord will put you up on a pedestal. And then, and then when you do get appreciated for the facades that people can see, it doesn't feed your ego because you don't need it anymore because your character was refined so much on the way down that when he puts you up, it doesn't ruin you. You know, one of the things to remember is God does withhold because he's a good, good father. And that's what a good father does. A good father doesn't give a child everything they want just because they want it, right? A good father knows what's best. And remember, God is too much of a gentleman to give us something that is harmful to us. He doesn't have an unhealthy ego where he gets embarrassed if we do something wrong. That's not who our Father in heaven is. But he is looking at us and saying, if I give that to you now, it'll be detrimental to you. And so as a good dad, I'm not gonna do it, right? And so our job is to actually go deep. We just need to constantly focus on depth.
uh, and building those foundations. And then the Lord can wrap the facades around at the right time. And then it will be sustainable. It'll be enjoyable. And, and, and that process will become a blessing of having facades instead of a curse. Because if you shortcut it and you're looking for man's accolade of your facades, I can tell you man will build you up. Man will cut you down just as fast, if not quicker. Right. And the thing you, what you never want to get your own um, security from from what man has to say. Right. I promise you, like like if if I've earned, if, if I've learned anything on my journey, it is literally that. Right. You know, I have people throwing stones at me all day, every day for putting out this content, which doesn't bother me because I've been through enough of a journey with the Lord to be totally secure with who I am and what I'm saying. Right. But there are people throwing. So so I'll, I'll put out a piece of video and then I'll get seven people that write out this is transformation or when it's really going to help me get closer to the Lord. And then I'll get seven people that go, this is just disgusting and it's blasphemous. I'm like, you guys can work it out. I'm just here to kind of say what I need to say. I guess I guess it comes to motivation. Um, and, and remember, going down is not a tactic. Right. Building foundations is not a tactic so that you can hack at it to get there faster, you know, to building a great building. It's not that, it's a lifestyle, it's a motivation, it's a focus. You know, a lot of people's motivation and their focus to start a business is wealth. Well, that's okay, but, it may, but it's better as a byproduct of other things rather than the focus in and of itself. Or their, or their motivation for starting a business could be status. Or I want to feel significance in the business world. Well, that's okay too, to a degree, but it's actually better if you get it as a byproduct. And the third one is influence, and that's a little bit more, um, you know, godly in a sense. Like, I, I want to build a business because I want the Lord to be able to put me in a position to talk about Him and to lead people and, and things like that. That's awesome. But I actually think the number one motivation, if you want to build foundations over facades, is to start a business for the sake of character refinement, right? God's way more interested in my character than my accomplishments. In fact, Paul says that his best work, his best effort, this is Paul, he says, my best effort is filthy rags. Right? So if Paul's a filthy rags, mine aren't, mine aren't even rags. Right? His character, it's the character on the journey that is the reward. And that's, that's easy to say as somebody who's been you know, banging this drum for a long time and been on the journey and somewhere, I'm somewhere between, you know, like, um, I mean, I feel like I'm always going for foundations as a, as a concept, as a principle, and I'm actually purposely delaying facades because I'm worried that I may not be able to sustain them. Right? So I'm always going for foundations. But actually, my motivation for getting up every day, my number one motivation is the character refinement in me. I know, I know who I am. I know who, I, my, my flesh is weak, right? I, I know, I know that it's, I'm, I'm this far away from getting significance from all the wrong things. I know me, which is why for me, this entrepreneurial journey is the ultimate way for me to become more like God because the pressure's so hard, the journey's so long, and in that, I'm left with a decision. I can lean on Him and become more like Him, or I can try and shortcut this journey and jailbreak my own success. You know, like Joseph, who tried to get out of prison way too early and it would have been the wrong time if he had. I've tried to jump too early and, and, and manufacture it and build facades instead of foundations. But actually, I wanna just keep chasing foundations and going down to refine my character so that when I get put up, so that when I get put up, it's a blessing to me and not a curse. Oh, hey, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Listen, I'm just here training a group here in this room, but I need you to subscribe to my channel. 
Guys, do you think they should subscribe to the channel? Yeah! Guys, please, subscribe. I want to kind of just quickly draw something out for you if you'll, if you'll, just, if you'll just kind of watch up here, right? I, I, I like to keep things incredibly simple, maybe, may, maybe over simple for you, but that's okay. Um, I kind of want to put, you know, the people that I meet in three groups. Um, you know, obviously I spend most of my time with Christians in business, but that's not all of my time. A bunch of my time is spent with, you know, people who don't profess to have a faith, whether that's staff here at, you know, Business Greenhouse or, or you know, if, if I speak at an event that's, that's not a Christian event, whatever, I, I'm meeting people across the whole spectrum, right? So let me kind of put them into, into these three groups. I'm, these are business people, right? I'm going to call them worldly right? Don't get caught up in the words. I'm just kind of making these up as I go along just as three categories. But there's these kind of worldly business people, right? You know, and these are the people that want the houses, the cars, the watches, you know, the flash, the pride, the ego, and there's nothing wrong with it in their world. That's, they're just competing in a world system that celebrates those things, all right? Um, and then there's this other group of people on the other extreme, and we'll call them kingdom entrepreneurs, right? You know, and, and, and they're very different. These guys are, they're chasing the kingdom first. They see themselves as a minister of the gospel that just happens to find themselves in the business world, right? They're, they're warfaring over everything. They're, being, they're using their wealth and, and, their, and their influence and their affluence to advance the kingdom first and, and those sort of things, right? You get that. That's, that's where we aspire to be. But actually, there's a group in the middle. And, and remember, don't get caught up in the words, but there's a group in the middle of, of, of Christians in business who we're just going to call apathy, just for the sake of a better word. Apathy. And these are the people that have got it the worst, okay? Because, you know, these are the people that they, they, they profess a Christian faith. Well, good news. That's all you have to do to go to heaven. So that's not what this is about. This is not where you end up, right? You profess a faith in Jesus, you'll go to heaven. That's it. It's the best deal in the world. This is not about that. This is about the influence that you'll have here, the journey that you'll be on, the person that you'll become, right? The impact that you'll have. If you get this right and if you get this wrong, it'll make a really big difference, right? So these are the people, right? So, so think about it this way. They're Christians in business, but they're apathetic, which now means that the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy everything in their business, their life, and their family, but they're apathetic. They're half in, half out. So now they don't fight back right? They don't use the weapons of their warfare, right? They let the enemy come and pick their patch clean and then get super frustrated, right? Because they're not prospering. It's like, yeah, okay. It's because you are half in, half out. You're going to heaven. Awesome. And I'll see you there. But between now and then, what, what about, you know, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, right? We're supposed to enjoy this life and have impact in this life ready for the next one. And you can't do that when you are in the apathy group, right? And so here's what I'm, all I'm doing today is I'm trying to get the people that are, you know, and you get to choose. I'm not, I'm not going to let you know where you are. You choose, you know, be totally honest with yourself. If you're in this group, I'm like, cool, let's double down. If you're in this group, I'm like, don't spend another day there. 
Because if you're in this group of apathy, you get to control how this plays out. You get to decide whether you're going to take it seriously and jump over to this group. And by the way, it doesn't matter whether you have a Labour government or a Liberal government, a Democrat or a Republican. You can even do this with Greens in power, right? And that's still a thing too. You can do this on a Tuesday and you can do this on a Sunday. You can do this when your business is doing $1 a year or $1 million a minute. You get to choose, okay? You can do this whether you've got seven kids and they all go to ballet or whether you've got no kids. You get to choose. It's totally controllable because it's a decision that you get to make that says, you know what, I'm stepping out of apathy and I'm going for the kingdom. I don't just want to point out the problem. I also want to give you a couple of things that I think are um, vital to build foundations over facades. And these are really obvious, but I want to run through them because I just want to give you the tools to go, I want to make the change. I'm going to grab onto a couple of things Wes said and I'm going to do them and they're going to start the journey of me making this change. The first one is obviously, it's prayer, right? A prayer life. And so for busy entrepreneurs, and I mean I'm busy too, right? Multiple companies, I've got dramas every single day, I've got projects right now that seem like I'm hitting a wall on absolutely everything which tells me I'm in the will of God. There's prayer life, right? And this is not just like, oh, constantly throwing you know, prayers upstairs. That's okay on the fly, that's actually really cool. But, but it's got to be intentional prayers. It's got to be actually sitting down, blocking out half an hour and praying, and then praying and listening and, and you know, praying in the spirit and, and just praying, like, like praying. Have a, have a prayer life. It's fundamental, right? You, you can't build a great kingdom business you know, in the year that we're in without a prayer life. One, because it won't get your heart right to the things of the kingdom. And two, because you won't hear this, you know, the, 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 the still small voice enough because you're not settled and peaceful enough to be able to hear it to be able to go and do the will of God. You've got to get your prayer life happening. And it's going to be lots and lots and lots of concentrated time. You know, the second thing is intimacy with the Lord. Now, you might think they're the same, but they're not. Intimacy with the Lord is broader than prayer. It's sitting and listening. It's chatting to him just like he's your dad right? Intimacy is, is pouring through scriptures. In, intimacy is, I want to spend time, right? You can't become friends with anybody in this world if you spend three minutes a year with them, right? Or three minutes a week. You can't build great friendships like that, right? So intimacy with the Lord is blocking out time. Maybe it's a whole day, right? Maybe it's half a day a week. Maybe it's, maybe it's a three-day isolation period every quarter where you go in the bush with a Bible and a journal, a bottle of water and no technology and you just like intimacy. If you don't do that, you will not have a foundation to get, you know, any kind of facades. Here's another one, learning scriptures, but to build deep wells. Let me be cheeky for a minute. I see a lot of people that learn scripture so that they can look good in front of their friends on Wednesday night at home group, or they learn scripture so they can argue with people. Listen, Learn scripture so that you build deep wells in your life so that you've got things to hang on to on the journey, okay? That's how you refine your character. You, you basically take the programming from the world and you undo it and you take on the programming of the kingdom and over a period of time, it refines your character. But it's learning scriptures for the sake of deep wells, not for some sort of facade. It's, it's about building that foundation inside of you. Showing allegiance with your finance is an important part of foundations. So whether you call that tithing or not, I'm going to leave that up to you, right? That doesn't really bother me. It's allegiance in your finance. That's going to mean that you're going to want to basically lay down your own life and because, because you're going to have to say no to having some things so that you can put some money in the kingdom of God to show your allegiance to God. 
that that's where your heart is. It's a foundation. It's going to be very hard for the Lord to put you up on a pedestal and bring facades around you in, in business if you haven't shown that you are generous and, and godly with your finances and trustworthy with a little bit. Because somebody that keeps it all, what they're actually saying is, I don't trust you, God. I've got to supply my own needs. And then Jehovah Jireh just becomes Jehovah nothing because you don't need Jehovah Jireh because you think you can do it all by yourself. So you've got to be able to show that foundation of not having what you want so that you can give some money away so that somebody else can get what they want because you understand that God's got more than you'll ever need. Um, another one that's on a similar vein would be finding opportunities to show God your allegiance to other people and not self-interest, right? If you, lay, if you truly lay down your life, then you don't need to pick it up again. And that's obviously the challenge for every single one of us is we lay it down to become a believer and then we are tempted to pick it up again. And we all do in various degrees in various settings. But it's about intentionally choosing to prefer others over myself and to go without so that somebody can go with. And, and that's, that's a consistent, um, intentional move of foundation to say that I prefer others over myself um, and if I'm going to do a deal, I want, I, I want to do win-win, but I'm definitely not going to take advantage of anybody um, because their interests are probably more than mine, more important to me than mine. You know, and ironically, let's just park there for a minute. I'm saying that you've got to prefer others over yourselves. And, and, and the most common thought there for people is, yeah, but then I get less. Yes, you do. In your own strength, you get less. But that's where the Lord can apply an insane amount of favor to give you way more than you ever could have done. Windows of heaven open, pour out a blessing you can't contain. That's, that's, that's the evidence of somebody who's building foundations in their life. Because like you might have heard me say before, when you decide to do it the kingdom way and not the world's way, in the short term, it looks like a loss. But actually in the long term, it looks like a provision that you never could have organized yourself you know, the, the blessings in my life have come not because I've been able to work them out. It, some of them have. Some of them have come just because of favor from heaven. And what that does is it render, renders my pride and ego useless because I couldn't have orchestrated it. And my, my God shows me consistently that I couldn't have organized it to show me that I wasn't good enough. And I like that too. You know, um, we have a world that celebrates being independently wealthy. And, and, and the, what the Lord wants is dependently wealthy. Dependently first. You depend on him, and then at some point, the wealth will come, okay? But it won't define you. It will refine you. But you've got to show that allegiance in the moment. Here's another one. Spiritual warfare. The, the, like, imagine, imagine entering uh, a battle um, with no weapons. Like, that's how most Christians in business are doing this business life. So they're, in, so they're a Christian in business, so the devil's like, right, I want to steal, let's, let's go and steal you know, his patch or her patch, right? That's, that's the plan from the economy. The Bible says that the enemy will never stop day and night, right? So prowling the earth wants to, you know, roar it apart. So, so if he's never going to stop day and night attacking you, but you've never put up a fight, then don't expect to ever prosper or have much influence. And, and you'll constantly be frustrated because you'll be doing all these things and never getting anywhere, right? So you've got to learn to fight. And, and when I say spiritual warfare, you know, like, like understanding your authority, Decided to stand the enemy down, right? Like would you, you know, when the enemy attacked Jesus, Jesus said, it is written. Like he spoke back and said, get, you know, get beneath me. So you need to be active in spiritual warfare, right? When you've got a sales opportunity, when you've got a staff member, when, when something's going incredibly well, or, or, or you've got a gossiping staff member, or you've got dramas, fight in the spirit before you fight in the flesh, 
Okay, that's that's how you win that battle. It's it's that that's the foundations because the battle the battle that you're facing now is nothing compared to the battle that you'll have when the Lord lifts you up. That bit I promise. Okay, you know the the battles get bigger, but we get fitter and so or spiritually stronger, and so they don't seem as bad, but they will definitely be bigger. You know, here's another thing that I think is important in terms of foundations. Uh, I call it fitting 60 into 50. Working hard. Do 60 hours of work in 50 hours, you know, of time, right? You know, like, I get a lot of grief from people who are like, oh, you, you, you push too hard. No, 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 no. I, I think we need to make hard work great again, right? Like, like it's, it's a lost art in the kingdom of God. You know, find a person that's good and skillful in the work and they'll stand before kings and not obscure men is what the Bible says, right? Like working hard is a huge gift and an opportunity. I didn't say work so hard that you neglect your health and your family and the Lord. I didn't say that. That's why it's 60 into 50, right? You can work 50 hours a week, right? And it not impact the rest of your life. There's still enough time to, to tick the other boxes around faith and family and finance and so forth. But do 60 hours worth of work in 50 hours a week, which means you've got to, which means you've got to grind, you've got to hustle, you've got to focus. The reason why that is a foundation is because the Lord needs to know that hard work is inside of you, right? And you've heard me say before, the word work and the word worship is the same word in scripture. It's the word avoda, A-V-O-D-A-H. Our work is a form of worship, right? Um, and then here's a final one, just, just one that we would all know, and that's just being led by the Lord. Being led by the Lord. It's a foundation, you know, where you listen to that still small voice, which you could probably only do if you're intimate and, and you've got great prayer life. But you listen to the Lord and you've been led on your decisions, right? And that's, you know, am, am I hiring this person on this person? The Lord would like to talk to you about that, right? You know, should I hire this office or this office? The Lord would like to tell you, right? Like <clears throat> those kind of decisions, you, you want to make sure that your ear is inclined to heaven to hear heaven's best for you. You know, like we read about Joshua who did a deal with the Gibeonites and he didn't inquire of the Lord and it ended up being a huge problem with interracial marriage and, and a whole bunch of social decay that came because he didn't say to the Lord, should I do a deal with the Gibeonites, right? And it became a massive problem. We've got to be led by the Lord. I'll put it to you this way, right? A, a lot of big businesses, they do focus groups, right? So they'll get, you know, they'll get 12 people in a room and they'll and they'll basically test their messages on them, right? It could be marketing messages. They'll, they'll get one group in and they'll test their messages and they'll get the feedback, kick them out, next group of 12, test a different message, what do you think? And then based on the feedback, they'll go to market. It's a great idea. It's a great idea in a, in a marketing sense. When it comes to decision-making, we also need a focus group, but my focus group is a group of one, right? I'm going back to the Lord and saying, what do you think about this? And then hearing, and then, by the way, give yourself full permission to get it wrong. I have gone to the Lord, clearly haven't heard him for whatever reason, made stupid decisions. That bit is inevitable. But actually more often than not, as I go along this journey, I'm starting to hear clearer and better about, you know, and getting it right a little bit more often. And that's a wonderful part of the journey. So like I said at the start, this is about character over accomplishments, right? And I think every single one of us could, no matter where you're sitting today as you listen to this, every single one of us could focus more on foundations knowing that when the Lord lifts you up, the facades will be fantastic. You know, I, I think about the life of the Apostle Paul. And, you know, the first ever book he writes, he writes um, uh, this wonderful little line. So, you know, he, he has his road to Damascus experience and then he goes away. And then he says, I studied under the super apostles, which was a bit of a which was a bit of a dig at these, you know, the, you know the, the greatest people of the day. And then he says, they added nothing to my message. 
So, so what basically, Paul, Paul's basically saying, I, I, I caught revelation from heaven, right, rather than heard it through man. But he starts by saying, they added nothing to my message. And his last book is, I'm the chief of sinners. The chief of sinners. He, he, was, he, he, went, he went down and the Lord put him up. His, his character refinement, his attitude, his love of the Lord, you know, it grew so much. It, it went, he went so deep into the things of the kingdom that he ended up being, you know, possibly apart from Jesus, the, the greatest help to my Christian journey as I read the scriptures that there is. Let me summarize all of this by saying this. In the kingdom of God, the long way round is the shortcut. The long way round is the shortcut. The world wants the shortcuts to be like, you know, borrow this and hack this and do this and, and, and you know, and, and, and fake it till you make it. And, 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 and if I look like I've got it all together, then people will trust me so that I've got it together and then I'll get somewhere and in the future. And <clears throat> that, that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the long way around is the shortcut. The Bible tells us long suffering is a wonderful element of the kingdom of God. You can't shortcut long suffering. Okay, so the long way around is the shortcut. The long way around is the shortcut, meaning that if you chase after the character of God, if you decide to lay your character bare and say, let this entrepreneurial journey shape me to be more like you, Lord, actually there'll be a slingshot one day and what felt like an eternity, he'll put you on a pedestal and in that moment, you'll get what you wanted, but it won't define you and it won't ruin you and it'll be a blessing and not a curse. Prayer, intimacy, learning scriptures for deep wells, allegiance with finance, laying down your life, being dependently wealthy, um, spiritual warfare, doing 60 hours of work into 50, being led by the Spirit and a focus group of one. Which one of those, which one of those is, some, is a place for you to get started? I wanna make this super practical. You've heard all of that. I don't want this rant to be in vain. I want you to grab a handle on one of those things and decide I'm gonna push into that and I'm gonna go down so that the Lord can push me up. I'm gonna work on my foundations so that when my building's built and I get a facade, it's a blessing. Put into the comments for me, or if you're listening on one of our podcast channels, find a way to message me. Like that could be, I mean, I'm everywhere now. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, I'm everywhere. Come and send me a DM on which one you are going to be focusing on. All right, rant over. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>